Hello, this is a test to see if it sounds like I'm in a car that's running to keep the heat from evaporating or whatever how science works. Maybe I'll keep this in. Okay, I'm just going to... I'm going to... Hold on. This might be the start of the episode. This might be something that no one will ever hear. Give me two seconds. Okay, it actually, it doesn't sound too much like car running, so we're going to keep it in. Hello. Welcome to, I believe, the milestone 25th episode of the Nobody Asked for This podcast. I believe 25th is some sort of like a jubilee situation. I mean, not even a minute in. We're already talking about the queen. May she rest. I think like every 25 years. It's our quarter quell. Very exciting. We are a quarter of a dollar. If 100 episodes equals one dollar. Um, yeah, this is very exciting. I, 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 you know, I normally end the, the the podcast this way, but I'm going to start with it just in case you know people fall off in the middle because you know sometimes it drags. I'll be honest. Um, thank you for listening. If you're if you're someone who's hearing this in through your ear holes, I truly like appreciate you listening. And and if you're not, because again, every few episodes I have to remind um, everybody that I do realize that I am not Oprah. I'm not someone who actually has any sort of a following. So I do realize that I'm not actually doing this for people. Um, just because it sounds a little bit cringy for me to be like, hey guys, or, you know, if anyone wants to message, like I get there's nobody, like I got it. it. It just more so makes me feel better to pretend that there are listeners. So fake listeners, maybe eventual real listeners. Thank you for joining me on the Nobody Asked for This podcast. We got a couple things to get into this week. Um, first things first when you are listening to this, it is officially December. Decembre. Um, Quick thoughts on that. Has anyone else noticed? Because I feel like I'm the first person in human history to notice a lot of things. No offense to everybody else. I feel like we're lacking just a little bit. Like, do I have to think of everything? Like, do I have to think of everything? I don't know. Has anyone noticed September, October, November, December, are the cold months of the year burr as in it's so cold burr now i do realize that that is um a very canadian mindset to have and there are other countries in the world i believe like close to hundreds of other countries like almost 200 other countries i think there's like 100 and something countries last time i checked this is going to be extremely embarrassing if there's more than that but so obviously, you know, the, the, the months are the same in countries where the burr months, the cold months, if they have them, aren't September, October, November, December. But if we're going to make everything about me, which, I mean, <laughs> in this universe it is, I think, I think there's something to that. I don't know if Latin has anything to do with it. It, it usually is Latin. I feel like Latin plays a part in a lot of um, language. Which is kind of sad because I think it's a dying language now. Like, imagine influencing so much and then just like dying off. But regardless, that's a that's a whole other episode. Um, I just think it's funny, you know. October, November, December. I think I forgot September. It's just something to think about. I think if anything, this podcast gives you stuff to think about. You get no answers from me, like whatsoever. You just get a lot of questions, and I think that that is valuable. That is a tool that I can give you, you know, use it wisely. Um, but yeah, I'm coming to you the last day of November. This is November 30th. As far as I know, there is no November 31st. 
I still don't really understand how that whole thing works. Like, some months get a 31st, some don't. February doesn't even get a 30th. It's a bit confusing to me. Sometimes it doesn't even get a 29th. Like, what the hell is that about? But whatever, we'll just go with it. Um, it is also, again, to make everything about me, the first snowfall of the year. We have heavy snowfall. Um, heavy-ish, I guess it's heavy is relative. But we're, uh, we're really trucking along. I mean, we've been getting ready for winter and the holiday season pretty much since the beginning of this podcast when we started it in june you know we've been doing a countdown to fall a countdown to christmas speaking of countdown to christmas i would just like to um have a talk with anyone who has anything to do with like streaming services so if you or somebody you know is involved in any way shape or form with like television getting television on streaming services i have a pitch um i'm asking for one million dollars or probably a little bit more than that one billion dollars for maybe two percent of this company that i'm gonna start which is the terrible slash very good christmas movie streaming service i'm just gonna call them up by name hallmark channel where is your streaming service Okay, because every once in a while, I'm in the mood to watch one of those, like, crappy Christmas movies where, I mean, we've gone over this before, but, like, the small town girl comes back to her small town after being a corporate lawyer in the big city. Not too big of a city, but just, like, like the nearest big city to her. And then there's some sort of vehicular incident, and they, uh, she bumps into her high school boyfriend who's, like, the town, like, like, hero, kind of. Like, he kind of runs everything. Like, he somehow works in both the you know, department store, runs the motel because his deceased mother, um, that was her dying wish that he kept this hotel open that like thrives at Christmas, but every other time of the year, like doesn't do so well. Um, yeah, he also like fixes cars, like, cause an integral part of the plot is like, she'll blow a flat, like she'll have a flat tire. And like, he's the only person in town that knows how to fix a, a flat tire. So then that's how they kind of reunite. And then one of his businesses is about to go out of, of not out of sale. They're about to go bankrupt. So they have to do like a bake sale, yada, yada, yada. They get together by Christmas and everything's fine. So sometimes I want to sit down and watch one of those movies. But unfortunately, I don't, I don't know where to go for that. Like if it's not Christmas, like at this time of year, pretty much like November, December, even like the end of October, you can pretty much find them just on like on cable. Um, but any other time of year, like, where am I supposed to watch these? So Hallmark, get a streaming service. Now, I'm sure if I actually look into it, there's probably, like, one that's for the States that I can't get here in Canada. So before all my legions of listeners message me, you can, it's this one, it's this one. Show me the Canadian, send me the Canadian link, the Canadian link to this streaming service. Okay, because I think it should exist. I mean, yes, they're all the same movie. Absolutely. But I think there's a place for them. And actually, speaking of these types of movies, I'm going to do a very rare thing that we do on this podcast, which is a movie review. We've done it once in a while. I believe it was called the content recap segment. Um, I've, I've recapped books. I think we did a little bit of TV shows. If anyone listened to a few weeks ago when I had Kata on, we talked about um, the worst movie ever, um, Don't Worry Darling, can't recommend it less. Okay, it's not the worst movie ever, but it just wasn't, it wasn't what it needed to be, and if you want to know my thoughts on it, go, I believe that was episode 24th, 22, yeah, episode 22, 
we talk about it. I think it's at the end of that episode. Check it out. Um, but I haven't really done too many solo movie reviews, and I finally found the movie that gave me enough of an opinion and enough um, thoughts that I think could fill a full segment. And that movie is none other than Netflix's latest holiday movie, Falling for Christmas. Now, again, as I said before, Hallmark was like the staple of this genre, of this like kind of bad, but like good, like not not too bad to be like funny bad, but not too good to be like actually good. Like they exist quite in the middle. It's quite a niche. I don't know if I'm using that term correctly, but it, it, it is what it is, you know, and somewhere along the line, Netflix decided, you know what? Let's let's make these movies. They all shoot in Vancouver. They all like the production quality is like not great, which unfortunately for this one we're going to get into. But uh, yeah, it it they're good for what they are, and so Netflix decided, you know what? Let's do it. And for some reason, they decided, which actually I think is a smart idea. They decided the people that are going to star in these movies are people that I say this with all due respect. Um you know, have peaked, if that makes sense. Like, they had, they've had their moment, and it usually, their moment happened in, like, 2004. And, you know, maybe they haven't worked a lot, maybe they, you know, took some time off, a lot of them were child actors, and they've now come back, and they're going to resurface in these movies. Very different than who gets cast on the Hallmark version of these movies. On the Hallmark version of these movies, it's people that were in popular, um, movies from like 10 years ago but they weren't the main character netflix hires people that were in popular movies from 10 years ago that were the main character perfect example you know mean girls it's a classic basically anyone who is like a secondary character in mean girls is in hallmark christmas movies but now you know our girl Lindsay lohan has gone to netflix now it on paper there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. You know, Lindsay Lohan, we all love. She's, I don't know exactly where she went, to be completely honest. She, she's been gone for a little bit. I haven't seen a movie of hers since Mean Girls or whatever, like Parent Trap. Like, she had her moment. But I, I don't think it was, I don't think, I think it was very much she left us as opposed to us leaving her. You know, sometimes as a as a as a global society we like move on from somebody like they had their moment and then you know there's you know only we only have so big of an attention span i don't think i used proper english there but you know what i mean some people they have their moment they peak and then they we, we just never hear from them again i think she very much was like you're not going to hear from me for a while so i don't i don't fault her in her disappearance but she has decided to make a comeback on netflix and again on paper crappy christmas movie check netflix check Lindsay Lohan, check. Like, it was checks across the board. It was checks mix. So I go into this movie thinking I'm about to watch, like, the Oscar-winning equivalent of a bad Christmas movie. It had, it had all the elements. I was actually, to be completely honest, I was scared that it was going to be too good for this type of movie. Because there is a quality in, like, the lack of production value and the lack of um, actual props and the lack of actual human dialogue that like humans have uttered in the past. Like there is, there is a, um, there is a, there is a, a specialty in that, you know, that is, that is unique to these movies. And I thought, you know what? I mean, if they're getting Lindsay, 
like it's gonna be pretty good like it might be it might be too good for this type of movie but then like too bad for like an actual good movie standard so it's just gonna exist in this middle ground and i can promise you that is not what happened um but we're gonna we're gonna back up the movie i'm gonna say it once again falling for christmas now hearing the title i'm like it's a little generic. I'm actually confused. I'm pretty sure there's like 16 movies called Falling for Christmas. Like how have has no one used that title before? I don't know how it cleared like the legal teams, but whatever, you know, we'll accept it. Um to explain sort of the premise, um Lindsay Lohan is essentially playing a uh the term is an heiress. You know, think of like, you know, um, who's an heiress? Just someone who's like family's rich. They own a hotel. Very London Tipton. This is essentially playing that. Um, and the premise basically is she falls. She's like getting proposed to. And this is all. Don't worry. This is not a spoiler. This is all in the trailer. But she is getting engaged. And for some reason, they're on a mountain with like ski slopes type situation. And she falls off the mountain, hits her head can't remember anything forgets who she is and then has to live at this little motel for a few days while her like memories come back and of course there's a guy who works at the motel and it's a whole situation and the hilarity ensues we'll get into more detailed recap but i just kind of want everyone to have a basic idea of what this film is so in hearing the premise obviously not the most um original plot like i'm sure there's like 16 movies that are kind of like this but, n but not the worst i was open to what they were going to give me Okay, so the movie starts, and it opens up on what I think is supposed to be, like, this beautiful hotel, like, this nice resort, because from everything I know about the movie, you know, Lindsay Lohan is, you know, the main character, she is the heir to this, you know, billion-dollar hotel, yada, yada, yada. The hotel that is apparently worth billions, again, as I said, looks like a Hilton. Now there's nothing wrong with that but it's not a luxury resort it literally looks like a uh, hilton but i'm like okay i'll i'll suspend my my disbelief i'll go along with it you know that yes okay sure this is this is a billion dollar hotel everyone's trying to get there reservations are just booked because it's so fancy not a hilton a marriott a ramada which there's nothing wrong with those like obviously those are you know <laughs> i i can't even afford those if we're being honest. So it's not that they're not nice, but they're not like billion dollar hotels. But okay, sure. Yeah, we're going to pretend. Um, everything starts out fine. You know, she's, she's living her life. I think they shot this scene, the opening scene, very early on in the production of the film. Because, you know, it opens up and she's getting ready with all her assistants. And I think we're supposed to see, oh, she's, she's glamorous. You know, she's, she's rich. She has all these assistants. And for some reason, she adopts some sort of British accent in this scene that she does not have for the rest of the movie. So maybe she thought it was like a character choice in the beginning and then decided, you know what, I'm going to leave it. We all know she can do a British accent because in The Parent Trap, one of her twins was British and she kind of killed it in that part. So she can do a British accent, but so I think she maybe she tried to bring that back. Like she's like, well, the last movie I had that had a British accent, I probably made millions off of. So maybe she's trying to like remanifest some of that energy. I don't know, but in her portrayal of like this like glamorous, you know, high end 
heiress, she decided that she was going to be British, but for one scene only. Um, yes, the movie, it, it, it opens up fine, whatever, like just random stuff that makes no sense. But the first red flag that made me think that the quality of movie we were getting um, was one without a budget. Because when I hear Netflix, I think, oh, like they have money. I, I personally have given Netflix enough of my money to fund a better quality movie than this is. And they have millions of subscribers aside from myself. Like, they keep raising the monthly rate. So why are we getting, like, a middle school production-level movie? And I put this together when the guy, the main guy in the, in the film, he, I think I, I mentioned before, runs, like, this motel. And the motel is failing. So you can kind of see the, the juxtaposition. She is the daughter of the owner of this huge mega mansion, we're supposed, or not mega mansion, mega hotel resort. That looks like a Hilton. But again, we're, we're meant to believe that it's this you know, big fancy resort. And then the guy is like this humble, um, he owns this humble motel that is, of course, on the risk of, of bankruptcy or something like that. They're about to sh- shut down their doors. For, they're going to be foreclosed. Um, but essentially, he walks into this fancy hotel and asks the Lindsay Lohan's dad for some sort of loan, some sort of, he wants to be acquired by this big hotel. And when he walks into the doors, he literally says, wow, this looks like, you know, something out of, I think, SpaceX. Like he basically said, wow, how fancy is this hotel? And again, they're literally standing in what looks like the hallway of a conference room in the Hilton Hotel. Not bad, not like terrible, but it's not, it does not, it looks nothing like SpaceX. I don't even know what a SpaceX looks like, but that sounds rich. So at that point I was like, oh shoot, this movie does not, does not have the budget because they're trying to essentially gaslight us into thinking that this conference center is like the International Space Station. So that was when my expectations for what the movie were going to be significantly went down. And then shortly after that, there was a scene where, of course, there has to be some running in between the two main characters, you know, the Lindsay Lohan and this humble owner of this motel. They run in to each other, literally, physically, and hot chocolate goes all over her. But... The hot chocolate that the guy is holding is so fake and so not hot chocolate that he's literally holding the cup like sideways in the beginning of the scene. Like he's walking in holding this hot chocolate and it's literally sideways and the whipped cream is like perfectly still, not moving, not flipped. So like it was, I'm telling you, it was like middle school production level props And I can say that because I was the head of props for a middle school production. So I'm not, this is not against, not middle school, high school. This is not against high school productions. You have to do what you have to do. It's actually a compliment to middle school productions because guess what? You have the same level of production value as Netflix, apparently. So two strikes right out the gate. Two and a half if you count the British accent. But this is when I realized what happened to this movie. And it's very simple. It's, how many words? Four words. Lindsay took 
the budget. She took the budget. They had to pay too much. Her salary was too high, as it should be. I would have never watched this movie if it wasn't for her. 100%. She deserved every dollar they paid her. But she took the budget. They didn't have, they didn't have the money to buy a, you know, a mug with actual Swiss Miss coffee. They didn't have, they didn't have the time to have a production assistant make actual hot chocolate. Because guess what? They didn't have money to hire a production assistant. They didn't because Lindsay took the budget. They did not have time to make four different versions of the outfit in which she gets the hot chocolate on her because it was just too much money. Because when this huge mug of fake hot chocolate spills onto her, it literally results in like the smallest stain. Like, do you know when you laugh out of your, out of your nose and like a little bit of snot comes out? And then it's like, oh shoot, there's a little bit of snot on my, on my, you know, whatever, my shirt, my hoodie. And there's just a little drop. Like that's how much this allegedly huge thing of alleged hot chocolate spills onto her. And it's just like, just a little, little stain. Lindsay took the budget. That, that's the only explanation. And then from that part forward, I was really... Um, I was I the I had seen the wizard. The curtain had been drawn down. There was really weird like B, C, and D storylines. Like because there's, there's the actual movie going on, and then as every good Hallmark movie has, there's like a character who's like you think is kind of magic, but then you think isn't maybe, and there's no explanation. Um, so many plot holes. So many dead parents. She had a dead parent, the little girl in the, in the movie who's the daughter of the main guy. She has a dead parent. They bond over that. Um, also, huge, huge plot point. As I said before, she falls to her doom. The rate at which Lindsay Lohan falls off of this cliff and slams into this tree would literally kill somebody. Like like dead, out cold. I do not understand how even the stunt double recreating this scene did not break their neck and leave the planet. So the fact that, to my surprise, Lindsay Lohan falls off the cliff after getting proposed to, ends up in the hospital, nary a scratch on her. No, like, no bruising, no, like, no broken limbs, no nothing. All that happened is she hit her head hard enough to which that she can't remember who she is. And again, she hit this tree hard. Like it was almost like, I kind of wish they gave us a bit of a warning. Like it was, it was kind of like uncomfortable to watch how hard she hit this tree. Like she fell down this mountain, rolled into like basically a tumbleweed, a snowball tumbleweed, holiday season, Christmas, and like whacked her head into this tree hard enough that she forgot her whole personality, her whole name. She doesn't know her backstory, anything. Nary a scratch. So, I mean, that's a Christmas miracle right there. Second thing that makes no sense with her losing her memory is, is basically this sets the rest of the movie up for her to then live at this motel. I, I hope, I mean, I'm kind of giving spoilers, but like really I haven't said anything that you haven't seen in the trailer except the hot chocolate. They had to hide that for, you know, for reasons that I could think would be, they don't want you to know that the movie was made on a $6 budget when you subtract Lindsay's fee. 
Um, the, 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 again, the premise of this movie is she has to live at this motel because she can't remember who she is. But they spend the whole first 15 minutes of the movie trying to convince you that she's this famous influencer. So, like, how famous is she really if nobody in a freaking entire town that is just a stone's throw, maybe 10 meter drop off a cliff, a little bit of rolling away from her dad's alleged famous billion dollar building? Like, how popular is she if those people have no idea who she is? Also, even bigger plot hole the man main guy owner of the motel i could not tell you these characters names as i said when he walked into what he thought thought to be spacex aka a crappy conference center hallway he literally talked to Lindsay lohan's dad her dad in the film i don't i don't believe it to be her dad in real life but her dad in the film her character's dad he knows him well enough to go up to him and ask him for money. But then literally 20 minutes later, a 15 minute drive away does not recognize not only his daughter, but his alleged famous daughter. It makes absolutely no sense. Also, I don't have proof for this next part, but I'm like 87.693% sure. Um, Lindsay Lohan and her, and her co-star can't stand each other. They just, they like, I, I don't know. They just, I'm not, like, they just seem like they hate each other. Like, in, in real life, not in the movie, in real life. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just not good. And it had no reason not to be good. Again, the only thing that I can think of is Lindsay took the budget. Again, as she should have. She should have taken the budget. She earned that budget. And, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the reviews were. Because Rotten Tomatoes is they it, it kind of whack. Like I feel like I'll watch a movie that I love, and check Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like thirteen percent, and then I'll watch a movie that I think was terrible, and I'll check Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like one hundred and three percent. So me and Rotten Tomatoes don't really line up, so I'm not even gonna bother. But I just don't understand what happened. Like I just don't know what happened. Like it should have been, it should have been a classic. It should have been everything that I wanted out of a bad Christmas movie, especially on Netflix too, because again, Netflix is like, they make the highest quality, terrible movies. So Lindsay, what happened? How much money? I need to know how much money she made and I need to know why they couldn't make the fake hot chocolate real. Like, it's like, it's like a dollar at Walmart. Use tap water. No one's going to drink it. You don't have to use even like milk, like use tap water. Go used used tap water. Go to Seven Eleven, and say hi. Can I borrow? Like you know what I mean? Like there was they didn't have to do the fake middle school level props hot chocolate. I don't even remember how this movie ended because if I'm being completely honest, I I watched it in the span of about two weeks, um, maybe watching ten minutes at a time every other day for two weeks. Like I I, I really consumed it as a TV show rather than a. Um, as a movie, I watched it episodically. It was an episodic Christmas experience, and I, I, I don't know. It just it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted. And um, Lindsay wasn't bad. She was okay. Like she did she did what was required of her. No more, no less. But, and it had all the makings. Like it literally even had the plot point of they needed to do like a fundraiser. 
for this hotel, obviously, because it's in like foreclosure. I don't really know what that word means, but I'm going to keep using it. I just, I just don't get it. But anyway, having said that, highly recommend it. 10 out of 10, five stars. So anyway, I didn't mean to, uh, you know, become a, a movie review podcast. Maybe I need to change this to the film and TV category. You know, switch from switch from leisure after I switch from comedy to movie and TV. But I, I just I had to get it off my chest. I actually feel better. I feel lighter. Also, while I'm speaking to the the Hallmark Christmas movie community, is there any way I could get like just some contact information for for someone in which I could ask for a job in their in their writing department? I really feel like I could bring some sort of a not perspective, but I've seen so many of these movies. I really think that I could, you know, zest it up a little bit, but still exist in, you know, the the genre and and pay respect to it properly. You know what I mean? I just feel like we need to like ooh, like we need to like we need to we need to change change it a little bit. Like it's a lot of bake sales to save the town square. It's a lot of you know collisions. Like, I think we just need to brainstorm a, a few more ideas. Also, the titles of these movies, we got to, like, we got we to gotta figure this out. It can't be blank for Christmas, blank at Christmas, or Christmas at blank. You know, we got to, we, we, we can do better. I think as a, as a community, we can do better. But yeah, I hope everyone enjoys the start of the, of the Christmas season. I feel like I'm constantly scared that I'm starting, you know, participating in Christmas activities too soon. And then by the time I feel like, okay, now it's the time. It's too late. You know what I mean? Because for whatever reason, November flew by. See, that was the sound of me snapping. That's how fast, ready? November started, November's gone. So it's like, okay, there goes the first month of Christmas because, you know, Christmas starts the day after, um, uh, um, what's that a thing in October called where you wear the costumes? Halloween starts right there. So we're almost like halfway through Christmas pretty much. So now I really have to start making up for lost time because I was scared the whole month of November that I was, you know, rushing it. So I think it's time for us to officially get the tree lighting ceremony. I have to get my tree up. Do they do, is the tree lighting ceremony happening? I'm going to try and go to a tree lighting ceremony this year. I don't know any trees that need to be lit, but I'm going to do that. And I think everyone should do that too. Get some hot chocolate, go drive, see the lights, um, maybe purchase a Christmas CD if your car still has a CD player like mine. Or I guess you could do some Spotify, Apple Music, whatever works. Whatever works for you this holiday season. But yeah, I wish you a week full of December things, maybe some hot chocolate, maybe some snickerdoodle. I don't really know what that is, but it sounds good. Some gingerbread cookies, uh, maybe build a gingerbread house. Yeah, maybe eat. I, I just got these uh, like Lay's, like Christmas potato chip things. It's like crushed up Lay's with almonds and some sprinkles dipped in chocolate. Those are pretty good. I would check those out. I think I think these have the potential to be a future snack graveyard. The segment we used to do talking about 
you know, snacks that were here and then gone, you know, discontinued. I think in a few years I'll be talking about these Lay's potato chip Christmas things. Pretty good. Check those out. It's about $8 for one little bag. But, you know, sometimes you have to invest in yourself. You know, invest in yourself this Christmas. Stay at a Marriott and pretend like it is a billion-dollar resort like in Falling at Christmas or whatever. Christmas Falling for Lindsay Lohan movie, Netflix. But, yeah. Um, I hope you've enjoyed or at least not hated this episode. Um, I, again, like I said at the top, really appreciate everybody being here, the, the, the two or three of you that are. I hope everybody stays safe in the, the Christmas weather, in the snow. Because here's the thing, snow sounds great, and then you have to realize that when it snows, you still have to go be a human. And Zoom and the, the like COVID years of school completely ruined snow days because now all the teachers know how to do online lectures and online classes. So the snow day, the, mo- the, the modern snow day is just Zoomversity. Like it's, it's, a, it's, it's done. So I have apologies to anyone still in school that snow days were taken from you. I'm sure you have to just submit your work online. Awful. But yeah, stay safe. Have a great week again. I will say, not again, I haven't said this yet, but again, as in I say this every week, you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts or go to our website, podcastnobodyaskforthestuffpodbean.com. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. And yeah, I will see you next week. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. To all a good night. Or whatever the heck Santa says. Goodbye.